Hello and welcome to the Crimson and Cream Christians podcast. My name is Will, and I represent all the Crimson and Cream Christians here at OU, but this podcast is for all Christians on college campuses. And a couple things. One, I am a little bit sick, so if my voice if my voice sounds different or there's like a cough that I can't edit out, then that that's why I, I'm a little a little bit sick um, with a stuffy nose. And our basketball looked really bad last week, but we did win one of our two games so far this week. So like, I don't know. We'll we'll see how that's going. Um, also, it's finally February, which is amazing because. It, to me, just felt like January was going on and on and on. But we have completed January, and we are now in February. But like I said, yeah, I've been, I've been sick this past week. It, is, it has not been fun. Uh, like I said last week, I uh, stayed up with a friend until 5 a.m. And every day since then, I have just, I've just not felt good. And... I mean, yesterday, yesterday, I felt pretty, pretty fine, pretty okay. But then today I woke up and I was like, oh no, and I just feel worse than I did. But it's, it's okay, it's all alright, we're, we're just going to deal with it and move on. Last week we talked about how um, the science of evolution and uh, the first book of Genesis, where God creates the earth might not contradict each other and this week we are going to put just science and logic versus the story of noah and the ark because there's some things in noah and the ark that seem pretty preposterous but we are going to go through the story and hopefully through that show you that this is entirely possible and before we get in i want to say i completely and 100 percent believe everything that happens in the Bible as the Bible says it. But we are doing this series of the podcast to see what would happen if we take science and try and clash the Bible and science together and just seeing what we get. All right. So here is the story of Noah. So the world turned evil and God was regretting making humans like it says in genesis 6 5 through 8 the lord observed the extent of human wickedness on earth and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil so the lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth it broke his heart and the lord said i will wipe this human race i have created from the face of the earth yes i will destroy every living thing all the people the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them, but Noah found favor with the Lord. So Noah walked with God in his close fellowship, and so God instructed him to build a large boat. And in Genesis 6.15, he specifically says, Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. So if we're going to take those specific measurements for the arc and put them in stuff that 
is relative to Norman, um, Norman, and just places that are common and we know, the dimensions of the Ark would be 33,750 square feet. Your average on-cue gas station is 4,700 square feet. So about seven on-cues would make up what the Ark should be. Or if you want to think in a little, little bit bigger terms, the Lloyd Noble Center, where we play basketball and gymnastics and all of that, the Lloyd Noble Center is about 15,600 square feet. So the Ark would be about two Lloyd Noble Centers. Just, just for your like mind's clarification, because I knew when I read that, I was like, how big is that really? So this is a huge boat. It is two basketball arenas. So after that, God gives instructions on what to do with the boat. And he says in Genesis 6, 17 through 20, Look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living being that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. And so Noah followed God's instructions and built the ark and filled it with all of the animals and his family. And so after he did that, God started a flood and the rain continued for 40 days and 40 nights, as said in Genesis 7, 12. Then continuing on, in Genesis 7, 19 through 24, finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than 22 feet above the highest peaks. All the living things on earth died. Birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people. Everything that breathed and lived on dry land died. God wiped out every living thing on earth, people, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and the birds of the sky. All were destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him on the boat, and the floodwaters covered the earth for 150 days. So, after the time the earth was covered in water, the flood begins to recede. Noah sent out a dove, which returned with an olive leaf, and that showed Noah that the water was going away. And Noah landed the ark in the mountain of Ararat, as in Genesis 8, 4 says. Exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. So that is the story of Noah and the ark. And of course, there's the whole thing afterwards about about after he got out and saw dry land, God sent a rainbow to promise to never never send that big of a flood again but we don't need that part for what we're doing today so when proving if this whole entire thing is possible by science here are a few questions that i came up with that i wanted to ask science to see if those four things could be proven and if those four things can happen i think the entirety of the ark story can happen. 
So, here are the questions. One, can a boat the size of the Ark be built? Two, where are the present-day mountains of Ararat? Three, is there proof that a flood could have happened in that time? And four, is there proof of the Ark? So, starting at question one, can a boat the size of the Ark be built? So, so just to confirm, the Ark, based on the dimensions in the Bible, is about 33,750 square feet. And there is a new boat from Royal Caribbean called the Icon of the Seas, which is over 1,000 feet long and is a total of 3,329,831 square feet, according to Gizmodo, which is a website that will be linked in the description. Um, and this very much outsides the Ark at its measly 33,750 feet. So that proves question one. It has been proven that a boat that size and way larger can be built. Question two. Where are the present-day mountains of Ararat? So one of those mountains was Mount Ararat itself. And that is a mountain that still exists in what is present-day Turkey. In the description below, where I have all of my sources, there will be a link that goes to Google Maps that will show in Turkey the mountain of Ararat, which, moves, which has us move on to question number three. Is there proof that a flood could have happened in the time of the Bible? Now, um, ABC News did a whole story about evidence that would suggest the biblical flood happening. And the guy who did the search was also the guy who found the Titanic. So he has some credibility in what he does. But this guy and his team dug 400 feet below surface and found an ancient shoreline. And they carbon dated that back to around the time experts believed Noah to be alive. So that doesn't prove that there was a flood it just proves that according to what people know there could have been a flood around the time that Noah was alive and finally this is what i think the coolest part is finally question four is there proof of the ark there's a picture that was taken by a u.s military official a few miles south of the present day mount ararat which would still be in that chain of mountains back in the Bible time. And it looks like the shape of a ship, and it is very, very far inland. So my question is, how else would that have gotten there, being that old and that far inland, and supposedly with global warming, the water level is rising, not dropping? So that leads me to wonder, there theoretically can only be one way that I know of that I've heard about that can make that even possible. So here's what we've proven. And I think if we put all of these together, it will prove that the story of Noah and the Ark in the Bible has to be true, at least in the way that someone built an Ark and there was a big flood that goes with the descriptions of the Bible. So we, prove, we have proven that a boat the size of the Ark can be built, as there have been much larger that have been built. 
We have found where the present-day mountains of Ararat are in Turkey. We have found proof that a flood could have happened, not that it did happen, but that theoretically it could have happened during the time of the Bible. And we have found proof of the ark. And like I said, you can go in the description and see all of the sources that I used, and hopefully you can look at those and determine for yourself if the science behind Noah's Ark proved that the story in the Bible was real. So Jesus, I come to you right now, and I thank you for us being able to come to you with our questions and our doubts, and that even through science, you can help us prove that your word is true. Because without your word, what is Christianity? And so I pray that with the evidence that was produced here, that your word just became a little more credible to people who don't necessarily believe it. And I pray that everyone has a great week and hopefully doesn't get as sick as I have gotten this past week. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen.